now on this Invest Talk podcast. Hey, Stephen Justin, I am calling. By the way, love your show, a loyal listener. I am calling about Colgate Palmolive. C is in Charlie, L is in Lima. Steve Peasley responds to your questions. They grow their earnings in the high to mid high single digits, as and they've been growing their sales in the mid high single digits. Invest Talk, over twenty nine million downloads and counting. Thank you very much for your show. Uh, Very enlightening. Uh, Recently purchased a uh, stock called Dermtech, D-M-T-K. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking shared success and now today's podcast good afternoon everybody this is invest talk it is friday february 19 2021 and of course on this program we will we operate in the same mission statement we do every day independent thinking and shared success and independent thinking means we don't buy data everybody that means we do our own homework uh, let me rephrase that we do buy data but we don't buy opinions. We don't buy. Uh, 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 we don't use other money managers or big companies to tell us what we should buy and sell. We do our own homework. I mean, it's obvious these big companies, if they knew everything, they would own the world. They don't know everything. They get that we're just. They get it wrong just as often as everybody else, even you. So don't think you can't perform as well or better than they. You can. It just takes some knowledge, and it doesn't take. You don't have to know everything. That's not you don't have to have that. So on this program, I try to provide you with explanations, um, try to educate you. That's Justin. I want you to learn how to do this. Uh, about, uh, when we when someone calls about a stock, we try to f- tell you or fill you in as to what makes it move, what has made it move, what should make it move in the future. But just try to remember. When you're dealing with a stock market, you're dealing with the emotions of people. So sometimes things happen, many times things happen that may not make a lot of sense. But overall, if you sit back, stocks go up because companies make money. It's that simple. Companies will go up when they make money. And the more money they make, the higher the stock will go. Sometimes it takes a long time for the public to realize that the stock is underpriced or overpriced for that matter takes time i'm steve peasley and of course we encourage you to contact us with your financial and investment questions and yes you get to drive the show as i say every day when i do this show you know you get to drive the show justin lets you drive the show we let you drive it by you asking the questions any financial questions we'll be happy to talk about so and you can call anytime, day or night, 24 hours a day, uh, and you can leave your question. Here's the first question of the day. 
Hey, Steve and Justin, I am calling, by the way, love your show, a loyal listener. I am calling about Colgate Palmolive, C as in Charlie, L as in Lima. I've got about eight years until I retire and was kind of looking at more along the lines of the dividends paying stocks. And I noticed this one had a 2.25, I believe, dividend. And I just wanted to get your thoughts. Thank you so much for all you do. Now, Colgate Palmolive is one of those big blue chip companies that you have no, there'd be no issues owning it. Okay, it's a $66 billion company, manufactures toothpaste, toothbrushes, dishwashing liquid, fabric conditioners, shampoos, soaps, pet nutrition. When all that stuff goes away, then the stock will go away. But none of that stuff is going away in my lifetime. They grow their earnings in the high to mid-high single digits, as and they've been growing their sales in the mid-high single digits, and for and now for several years. So they are consistent, and they do have paid a 2.3% dividend. They're going to make $3.51 next year, after 3.29 this year, 3.06 last year, 2.83 the year before. So very consistent. It is a bit pricey. It's near its five-year range at the high of the P.E. ratio. 19 to 28 is the P.E. ratio, ratio and it's 26. So, I think it's a good stock to, to own, to buy, but I'll tell you this, I think you might want to wait for a pullback. Now, it is pulling back. I mean, the high was 146, wait a minute, is it Procter Gamble? The high, yeah, uh, Procter, oh, I, I, <laughs> I put Procter Gamble's uh, chart up, not Colgate. Um, the high was around uh, 95 or so, and now it's 77. So it is pulling down, but I think I'd be a little bit patient here. These are great stocks. This kind of stock is a great stock to buy in a recession. But recessions take time. You know, I, I don't see a recession on the horizon yet. So it's going to take a time. So. I think you should own the stock. It might be, I might wait when I want to wait for a decent correction at the very least. Okay? That's Colgate Palmolive, everybody. I know you want strategies. Uh, you know, I know it. And I'll be happy to provide some information about strategies. There's different kinds. So I'm here to answer any of your calls, any kind of financial investment questions, I'm ready. Today's trivia question will concern stock exchange listings. And rules about these listings. That'll be my trivia question later on the halfway mark. How did the market do today? Well, the Dow was up 93. The Nasdaq was up 9. But the S&P 500 was down 7. So broadly speaking, the market was kind of down. It was up most of the day today, um, the overall market. But it just, just couldn't hold it. Just couldn't hold it, broadly speaking. It wasn't a bad day. It just wasn't a good day. Why did the market have problems? Well, yesterday you knew the problems was because of the jobs market, right? I couldn't tell you what today's was. Why didn't it, why didn't it hold up? I, I can't tell you. I don't know. You know, when you have, sometimes it's obvious why the market moves. You know, like yesterday, it was obvious it moved down because the jobless claims were so much higher than they expected. And that made people nervous. But many times it moves on its own and there's no rhyme or reason. You can't, can't put, point your finger on it. A lot of pundits out there try to do that every time. 
and most of the time they can't. They're, they just pick, they're just guessing. Okay, uh, you are listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and with all the changes we see happening, it's pretty important to remember that during times of market uncertainty, the task of building your financial freedom still and has to continue. You know, remember this when the next recession hits. You still got to be putting money away. Matter of fact, you should put more money away in a recession. You'll be better off. Put more money in the market. So your goal is financial freedom. That's the same as mine. So that requires information, effective, effective common sense strategies. So we'll talk about it. Your participation is super important. So give me a call. We're live. 888-99-CHART. Steve and Justin have recorded a special bonus podcast, the February Rapid Fire Hour. It's a fast-paced learning podcast for the average investor. It's free, so be sure to tell your friends. It can be downloaded now at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART. We're going to talk to a live person. We're going to talk to Jeffrey in Virginia. How you doing, Jeffrey? Good. How are you, Steve? Thanks Good. for all Thanks you do for the on the call. show. Thank you for the call. Hi. Uh, yes, uh, I'm calling about uh, Huntington Ingalls, the uh, ticker Hotel India, India. Uh, okay. It's a pure play uh, military builder. Do you want to buy it or do you already own it? Um, I'm thinking about uh, buying it as a long-term hold. I'm seeing possible tailwinds of uh, increasing U.S.-China tensions and the age of the uh, U.S. Navy fleet. Was wondering if you could suggest a, a fair valuation or a good entry point. Okay, this is uh, Huntington Ingalls Industries. It's a uh, seven billion dollar company. Builds and repairs U.S. naval nuclear-powered aircraft carriers, submarines, uh, and RLA Burke class destroyers. Uh, they make money. They've always they've made money for ever since I have records for, and then the, they make more money every year. They're gonna make twelve dollars and ten cents this year after making ten dollars last year. Next year they're gonna make fourteen dollars and fifty six cents. The stock is one hundred and eighty two dollars, so that tells you it's what around a fifteen PE or so, fourteen, something like that. Um, and that's. About right in the middle of their range. Return equity is very good at 23%. Cash flow is very strong. Pays a 2.5% dividend, which it will maintain. Sales uh, is uh, has been increasing almost every year for several years. The only danger I see here, uh, 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 Jeffrey, is that we have a Democratic president who would probably be less keen on defense spending. But you're right, with attention... Looks like tension is still going to be high with China, so we need to spend money on our ships. So I don't have a problem with you buying it, and I think this is a good buy point here. I do. I think it's at a good buy point. It's broken above uh, some pretty stiff resistance. It's above most of the moving averages. This is a place to buy it. Okay? Recent high, it was over uh, $275 a share back in 2019. So here it is at 182. So I think it's got lakes. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Appreciate it. My focus point today concerns this story. A new rule on 401k rollovers is taking effect. So we'll talk about what that might mean. 
And the Labor Department regulation strengthens uh, consumer protection on that. That's down beyond trillions of dollars of 401k money. Since it's Friday, I will share highlights from the KPP Premium Newsletter. That will come up. Other topics I might want to get to if we can. I want to talk about copper. Copper. You know, Justin and I have been talking about commodities for some time now, but I want to talk about specifically copper. Um, how about, uh, about what's going on in Silicon Valley? Do you know that 15 companies, tech companies, represent about $1.35 trillion in sales? They have a huge economic impact there in Silicon Valley. You realize how they're bigger than most countries, those 15, 15 uh, companies together? Bigger than most co- countries, almost all countries. And one last thing, HSA. Do you know what an HSA is? Many of you do, some of you don't. And we'll, if we can get to all three of those things, that's what we'll do today. Okay? Usually on Friday, I talk about the, the numbers, the stats that come out every week to try to give you some, uh, you know, relationship things going on. The two, like the two-year Treasury and the ten-year Treasury. The two-year Treasury yield is about one tenth of one percent, and the ten-year Treasury one point one eight three percent. It was as high as one point two, so it's come down, but it's been rising, rising, rising for weeks. Gold was at $1,780 per ounce. Last week it was $1,835. Gold has been weakening. Weakening. That means the dollar probably has been strengthening. Let's take a quick look at the dollar. Okay, and nope, the dollar's been sideways. Interesting. Usually the dollar goes up, gold will go down, and if dollar goes down, gold will go up. And also gold would go up in inflation. So it looks like to me, Gold is getting to a very nice price to, to get into, what I think. Um, silver, it's $27.35 ounce. I think that's like, that's a very high number. It has been, it's been, it's been stronger than gold lately. Oil was selling at $59 a barrel. Last week it was 58 88 So oil has been strengthening. The national average for a gallon of gasoline, 260. Last week it was 250. California is 352 as of today. Idaho, 247. Jeez, the whole dollar cheaper per gallon. Anyways, it's interesting. Have you noticed that uh, gasoline prices have gone up? Housing prices have gone up. Commodity prices have gone up across the board. Hmm. Hmm. Doesn't that sound like inflation to you? Then how come we don't see it? Well, the producer price index saw a spike, but not the consumer level, not at your or my level. That didn't go up. Hmm. I think it's going to happen. Okay. Just let you know. I encourage you to take advantage of offers. We free portfolio review assessments, and we do that every day for a lot of people. We do it through the phone, through Skype, through Jive, whatever. Send a message to investtalk.com. Send me an email. Be happy to talk to you and give you a call. Or call KPB Financial in Irvine, California. Be happy to talk to you. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And for investors, the need to remain vigilant never ceases. So let's do that. 888-99-CHART.
For investors, the goal of achieving financial freedom requires unbiased information, strategic planning, and determination. Congratulations! You've found the podcast that is dedicated to helping you succeed. Invest Talk. Steve and Justin welcome your questions anytime on the Invest Talk listener line. 888 99Chart. You know, one of the big problems in our society is that we don't teach people about how to manage money. I wasn't taught. Uh, my parents never talked about money. But I'm not talking about just everyday money and how to, you know, how to how to spend your money paying bills and buy a house and all those things. I'm talking about the money that you invest. No one teaches that money, you know, 401ks and IRAs or money I should put away for my future. What to do with it? No one teaches that. So a new rule of 401k rollovers because it came, became effect today. It was a it was a Trump era change that Biden is sticking with. And what it is, one of the problems I have in my industry is that we have a lot of people, a lot of money managers, all they worry about is making the almighty buck. So they like to buy, for their clients, very expensive things like annuities. Now, is annuities bad in and of themselves? No. But I don't see a reason to buy an annuity in a retirement account. So... What, what it is, is this new rules are trying to make the, the uh, same kind of responsibility uh, for money managers on these kinds of issues, rolling over a 401k into an IRA. You have to offer your clients the best for them, okay, which does not mean you get the best commission for you. So it's making them, trying to, it's trying to stiffen up that rule making them more responsible for providing to their clients their best investment options. Now, I tell people all the time, roll over that 401k into an IRA, and I say it because you can buy whatever you want. Most 401ks are very limited. But most 401ks are also low-priced, you know, as far as management, you know, buying the mutual funds. But I still don't think it's a good choice. But you got to be careful when you roll that money over. You don't want to buy very expensive type investments. And you got to be careful who you're relying on to give you the advice. And at least this new rule is tightening up that a little bit. Like I like that. I like it. You know, the fiduciary rule. Make the, make the, uh, the money manager, the res- registered investment advisor, a more of a fiduciary meaning he has responsibilities to put the client first, not himself. Let's go to Carl on Oceanside. Hi, Carl. Yes, sir. I'm planning to buy Dextana, T-G-H. It looks good on the chart. I'm wondering, do they make money? Well, let's take a look. Let me type this in. Yeah. Okay, Textainer Group Holdings provides worldwide intermobile container leasing with over 2.8 million containers. Uh, It's a $1.2 billion company, and yes, they make money. They've made money every year except for, in the last 10 years, except for 2016. They lost a dollar share then. They're going to make $3.02 a share this year, $3.88 a share next year. It's a $25 stock. 
So it's very low priced based on, what's that, an 8 PE? And the five-year range is 7 to 59. So it's a very low price, and yes, they make very good money. Uh, their sales growth is kind of anemic. It barely, it barely grows. It's kind of stagnant. Uh, and that's probably why it's so low price. It doesn't also doesn't pay a dividend. So, and the return equity is only 7%. That's low. So I, I, I wouldn't trace the, the performance here. I, I, I would be very, very careful um, because it's had made a run up from eight, uh, from what, $6 to $25 here. And the last couple of days, it really spiked. I don't know. I wouldn't chase it, uh, even though it's still not very expensive. I, but I still wouldn't chase it. This is a play on, a, on an economy recovering and containers being used more and more and more because the world economy is recovering. And I think that's a good bet. But, you know, you're a little late to the party here. Thanks, Carl. appreciate the call. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, copper, uh, copper... Is being is about four dollars a pound right now. The last time it was four dollars a pound, it was nine years ago. Supply slowed down because of COVID, right? Because of the spread of COVID, so supply this year slowed down. Supply is supposed to be growing or increasing one and a half to about three and a half percent per year. Okay, for the next five to ten years, but demand is growing faster than that. Faster, and it's going to even it's going to even increase faster. It's going to accelerate real quick. Why? You know, every uh, every internal combustion engine takes 15 kilograms of copper, and every electric vehicle takes 60 kilograms of copper. That's why. Without a doubt, investment listeners are stock market investors. As we go to break, here's my two-part trivia question: Can stock can stocks be traded on more than one exchange? And if yes, why would a company choose to do that? After the break, I will supply the answer. But for now, the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Now is a good time to call Invest Talk. A warrant is a right to buy shares of stocks at a certain price. What's your question? Would you recommend to put all my funds right away in the market or you recommend dollar cost average got a question for steve or justin 888-99-CHART ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed a hundred thousand miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers. Whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, 
You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So. Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. The markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's ready to talk with you. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. I asked a trivia question, as I do every day at this time. Okay. So I might have, might have given away the answers a little bit. Um, um, can stocks be traded in more than one exchange? And yes... You know, the answer is pretty simple. It's yes. So, and I guess it's kind of obvious the way I answered the question. In order to be listed, a stock must meet all the exchange listing requirements, pay all the associated fees. Well, and why would a company do that? Why would they choose to list on more than one exchange? And by, by the way, it's often referred to as dual listing. They might do it because they want more liquidity. The more exchanges they're on, the more liquid the stock, the more more people can buy. And maybe uh, if they need to borrow money uh, against the stock or they need to issue more stock or you know, there's, there's a number of reasons to list a company on exchanges. Okay. Multinational, multinational countries, the companies, a lot of companies, let's say you're, you're, you're a, con- a company in Japan. Japanese market's fine, but maybe you want access to the most liquid market in the world, and that's ours here in the United States, New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ. So, you know, there's, there's valid reasons. Here where it gets interesting, though, although companies can list their stocks on multiple exchanges, very few do. Very few actually do it. Charles Schwab once and Walgreens Boots, known as Walgreens some time ago, they listed both on the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ at one time. Then they did. Then they stopped. Interesting. Not sure why they stopped, but they did. 
888-99-CHART. As you know, like I like to fit in as many call questions as possible. So let's grab a new one. It came in from Ohio. 888-99-CHART. Uh, Stephen Justin, uh, it's Bob from Northwest Ohio. Thank you very much for your show. Uh, very enlightening. Uh, recently purchased a uh, stock called Dermtech, D-M-T-K, based on some news in regard to a uh, detection patch that they have for melanoma. I'm very interested to hear what you have to say about that stock. Thank you very much. Again, appreciate your show. Bye. Dermtech, Inc., it's a $1.9 billion company. I don't think I've ever seen this. Develops a market medicine for early detection of skin cancer and inflammatory diseases. They don't make money, never made money, and that's probably why. You know, I don't, I don't follow stocks that don't make money. Until they make money, all my search engines, everything, I uh, very rarely pick up stocks that don't make money. Uh, their sales are pretty minimal. Uh, one, uh, $1.4 million last quarter, 800000 the quarter before that. So that means it's a pretty expensive stock based on the price of sales ratio. No earnings means you don't have a P.E. ratio. And the stock has risen sharply recently. Um, this is a pure speculative play. Sales are increasing fast, but they're increasing fast from a very low point. So, uh, you know, this is one of those that, you know, it's already moved up. It was trading, you know, below... About $15 a share a few months ago, and now it's $79 a share. So you're chasing it, and it might work out for you, but I wouldn't chase it. It's not, just not strong enough for me. Okay, the KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed to subscribers today, and it's packed with helpful information as I try to pack it every year, every, every week. Um, market conditions section, the first section. Retail sales rose sharply in January by a measure of 5.3%. This is the first increase in four months. It was also broadly based, not confined to any one area of the economy. Now, restaurant sales surged 7%, so that was one space that did surge, but it was broadly based. And even if you took out uh, gasoline and cars, autos, retail sales were up 6.1%, even higher. Weekly unemployment claims spiked 861,000 from 770,000. Yeah, it was very high numbers, still, still very high numbers. Uh, housing starts fell to 1.58 million from 1.67, not because there was any shortage of demand, though, more of a shortage of houses. Housing market is still pretty strong, even though I mentioned that mortgage rates are starting to creep up. And the stock, I said the stock market is starting to show signs of stress. But it still remains bullish. It's still bullish. It's still on an upward pattern. But we're starting to see signs of stress, meaning expected correction. That's been that. So, you know, in the portfolio management section, I discussed investing in real estate and how the ways, different ways you can do it. You can buy actual properties themselves, buy the actual property and you be the owner. Or you can do it through REITs, Real Estate Investment Trusts, through the stock market. The pros and cons, I mentioned the pros and cons of those. You know, uh, one of the biggest pro- con for buying property yourself is 
it's a pretty steep uh, uh, commitment of money, the high cost to get in. Okay, Stock Ideas, one of the largest investor-owned utilities in the United States. It has 10 distribution utilities serving 6 million customers in six mid-Atlantic states, Midwestern states. And the stock fell 56% due to the combination of litigation concerns and COVID-19. So mentioned that yeah, the dividend's pretty darn high. This might be something to look at long term. Also focused on a Swiss on a on a Swiss <coughs> excuse me. I focus on a Swiss a pharmaceutical company, diagnostic company. The firm's best selling pharmaceutical products include a variety of oncology therapies. The company's diverse portfolio of drugs has underperformed in the last year due to the pandemic. Well, the top line is still growing. See, that looks like an opportunity to me. In the Consumer Watch, I talked about the first and second round of stimulus checks to individuals. They have been sent out by the IRS. What can you do if you didn't receive yours? And I mentioned the rules, you know, uh, that they have. You've got to make less than $75,000 a year if you're an individual, less than $150,000 if you're married. If you're a head of household, less than $112,500 a year. So there's a lot of valuable information in the KPP Premium Newsletter each week. It's easy for you to subscribe. You can do it directly through investtalk.com. And after subscribing, you can see the full report each Friday directly in your email box. So let's go straight back to an investment voice bank question from Montreal, from Montana. Hey, Stephen, Justin, this is Tori from Bozeman, Montana, just calling to ask about GM. I bought GM almost a year ago and have rode the wave up that it's experienced within the last few months. And I am trying to figure out if I should take some of my earnings away and reinvest in a different company. Seems like there might be a pullback on its way in the market as a whole. So I am just wondering if now is a good time to pull out of GM or stay in for the long haul. Thanks so much. I'm not a big investor in auto companies. I am just not. Even though I will say that I think the next big wave we have, a big technology wave, will be electric vehicles. I do think so. Uh, so I, I gotta, you know, I can't be closed-minded to them, but in the past, I've just they've always carried a lot of debt. They always paid a high dividend at the same time they carried a lot of debt, and I never thought that made sense. Okay, General Motors, it's a big company, seventy-six billion dollars. Now, just as a reminder, General Motors filed bankruptcy in two thousand and nine, and wiped out all the shareholders out there. Every one of you had GM before that were wiped out. Now, this is a relisted GM. So, I mean, it filed for bankruptcy, wiped out all the shareholders, and then the next day came out with a new GM stock and new shares. Uh-huh. Well, that's why you got to be very diligent because, you, you know, GM is still in business, but the shareholders, the people who owned it, got wiped out. Anyways, uh, they're going to make $5.24 this year, and then $6.22 next year. It's a $52 stock, so that makes the P below 10. 
but the range for auto stocks are usually pretty low. For GM is 4 to 17 on the P-E ratio. Now, Tesla is crazily way more range than that. That's an auto company. So NGM is going to move in just like all the other autos very strongly to electric vehicles over the next years. So that's kind of a play on that. Now, after you made a lot of money, I think you need to rebalance, take some off the table, maybe not sell at all, but I think you should cut back. I really do. Let's go to uh, Brandon in Seattle, airline stocks. Brandon. Hey, how's it going, Steve? Good. Good. So I have a quick question. Uh, I'm a pilot for Alaska Airlines, and we get a pretty good employee stock purchase plan. Mm-hmm. And I know I've kind of heard you say that the if airlines are not good long-term holds. So what I've been doing is just kind of taking them and selling them and taking the short-term, um, I guess, tax consequence of it just due to the nature that they might fall the last couple times i've probably doubled my money just because they fell so sharply is that should i so i guess my question is is for the next couple years when i do get the stock would it be prudent to just continue to sell it right away and take the gains or well you don't have to sell it right away but i think it's smart to sell it i've had too many clients who work for companies for all their lives get burned because they held on to their stock and just kept building and building their stock. And then all of a sudden, now they're in retirement, the stock falls. They have a million shares or whatever, and they can't get out, and they want to wait for it to come back, but they also need to take money to live on. So I, I just don't like, you know, the reliance in your retirement on one stock. is too dangerous, no matter how good the company is. So, yeah, I would okay. continually cut back but you don't have to sell it. If it's at a low point and it's been trading up and down, up and down, you can wait, you know, to sell it at a better price, you know, but just don't sit on all these shares. That's not a smart thing to do. It's really not. Okay, Brandon? Since they and, crashed or since yeah. it recovered, double my money and take that. But if it's That's, steadily climbing, just make sure. Just it's slowly sell into it. Too. Slowly sell into the climb. Okay. Uh, until you get it to a point where it doesn't dominate your whole portfolio. You don't want it dominating. Okay, thanks, Brandon. Appreciate the call. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to explore the financial investment information we post every day on our website. Go to investtalk.com. You'll learn all about the various investor strategies and opportunities we offer at KPP Financial. For example, check out the Equity Income Plus program. It's a dividend investing with a boost, and that boost is uh, a strategy selling options for the income, writing covered calls. If you're serious about achieving financial freedom, you'll want to reach out maybe to us. Justin and I will help you any way we can. We'd love to have you as a client, but we'll help any way we can. Now, give me a call. 888-99-CHART is our number, and we're going to go to Jackie in San Francisco. Hi, Jackie. Hi. Hi, Steve. I was very sorry to hear about Jerry's passing, but it brought to mind that I started to listen to your program when you and he used to discuss um, stocks and bonds, and you didn't always agree, and it was really interesting, and I learned a lot from you both. Well, good. Yeah, you so know what, now, Jackie, um, that's, a, that's a very good lesson. You know, investors and managers don't always agree on everything. If they did... If they did, I would suspect that something's not right. 
because everybody has, if they have a brain, they'll have their own opinions. Yeah, it was really interesting to hear hear your which direction you were coming from, you know. Yeah. Well, I have a couple of questions. I hope you can give me a minute. Um, sure. I'm fixing to retire pretty soon. And Fidelity is uh, trying to tell me about annuities. And I listen to you, and you say, well, what do the what do the insurance companies do with your money? And you say they invest it, so why don't you do that? Right. But um, I'm thinking about if, um, if something happened as far as uh, medical problems and my funds were decreased a lot, the annuity would still um, be paying even yes. after if I went broke. Is that is that true, or would, is that something to think about? Yes, and it depends on the annuity. There's many different kinds of annuities. The, for, broadly speaking, there's two basic categories: a, a uh, fixed annuity and a variable annuity. They're probably trying to talk you into a variable annuity. That'd be my guess. Okay. Um, one thing about annuities, everybody, and I'm not for annuities. I don't like them. But one thing that's good about them is what what uh, uh, Jackie just said. You know, they can be set up where they just pay you an income for life. There you go. You always have this income no matter what. And, of course, that for the life, as long as the company is in business, you know, so there, there, are, there are reasons to buy an annuity. I just don't like because they're so expensive and they make a lot of money for the seller. Fidelity will make a lot of money off you if you buy a annuity. They love that. Jackie, good luck with it. Call me if you have questions and I'll be happy to talk to you about it. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. Financial freedom. That's a nice goal. Of course, our work will continue right after this break. So get your questions in 888-99-CHART. Got a question for Steve or Justin? Hey guys, this is Joe from Lake Jackson, Texas, south of Houston. And I've got a question about warrant shares. I think that's the right term. What's your question? 888-99-CHART. Have you heard about Riskalyze? It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. They can use the Riskalyze results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com. Okay, let's go to Robert, Washington State. Robert wants to talk about gold. Yeah. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. Thanks for the call. Okay. Thank you. I'm a little uh, concerned. Um, gold is like going down. Isn't it supposed to be going up right now? And like the one ticker I've been following was AEM. It's just been like going on a solid downward path. And I don't know, is, is gold like now going extinct because of um, what I'm hearing is that everybody's like now putting their money into like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency before the alternate investment you know yeah i think they're crazy cryptocurrency is here to stay i said that many times but no one knows what price it is no one knows how to price it at all 
and it's just a, it's just a guessing game. It's just a speculative price guessing game. Gold has a store of value. Cryptocurrency has no value. There's no way to know what it's worth. Gold has a history. And see, this is why I think how cryptocurrency will eventually be here to stay because it will develop a history. And that's going to take years and years, I mean decades. And you'll say, okay, well, we've all used this cryptocurrency for the last 30 years. I guess it's pretty solid. Okay, and what is the range of the price of that currency? Okay, it's been about, you know, $22,000 per coin. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's stuff, it has to have history. We don't. Gold does. And I think gold has just given us an opportunity. I think we'll have one more run up in gold because I think we'll have inflation. Gold runs up and down on inflation, on the dollar, and on fear. Of course, there's no fear out there. And when I say fear, fear of economic or war, economic turmoil or war, we don't have that issue right now. So, but we do have inflation starting to perk up a little bit in certain areas. So I think, you know, should you invest in cryptocurrency? Well, I won't be. I, I'm not going to get on that bandwagon. I think it's just too speculative. Gold, will that venture turn around and come back up? Yeah, I think it's going higher. But it's not, you know, gold is not my favorite investment. I, I'd rather buy a stock, even though I own gold. I do. I own gold and silver right now. But more of a, um, more of a hedge against, you know, other things, inflation especially. I'm more worried about inflation than anything else coming around again. Uh, keep perking up. That's what I think. But, Robert, so that's, I think you, you just don't have gold you're only holding. Have it a, a small percentage of your overall portfolio, like any other sector or asset. Don't have a big portion of it because, you know, but have some. Appreciate the call, Robert. Thank you. Okay, um, let's go to, you know what an HSA is? That's a health saving account. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 Used, you could put money in it. It's like an IRA, but you have to use the money to pay bills, health care bills, uh, help pay your deductible from your insurance that doesn't pay. It's very good because when you put money in it, you get to write that off like you would an IRA, the money that you put into it. And then you can use that to pay health uh, medical bills with. So uh, there's some clearly benefits to owning it. And not very, you know, it's surprising how unpopular it is. It's, I don't want to say unpopular. How it's not adopted by many, many people. I guess you don't think you're going to have uh, health uh, costs as you get older? I'll, I'll tell you what, you will have costs. I think I said this, saw a study between the age of 65 and 85, about a quarter million dollars will be paid out of pocket, not covered by Medicare. So if you don't have the money, you're going to come from. And a good place to start putting that money away is in the HSA because it's tax deductible. So I think that's a smart thing to do, everybody. I really do. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening and encourage you to tell your friends and family members about us, if you would, and any strangers walking down the street. Everybody. Okay. We post a program each weekday right after the show. We're live 4 to 5 Pacific time, so we're right after 5, five o'clock we post it as fast as we can. 
You can get your free downloads anytime, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and InvestTalk.com. And be sure to review us if you would. I would appreciate that. And remember, it's always independent thinking and shared success. This is InvestTalk, and everybody enjoy your weekend. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART.